hey everybody welcome back to another episode of samp and chance i'm your host bobby sampson and joined with me as always is the man with the master plan mr chance michaels chance how are you buddy i'm doing wonderful man i'm excited coming off a hot weekend of boxing another hot weekend coming up how about you yeah pretty good man so we're gonna go full blow and modulus uh boxing boxing side of things now we've only done one so this is number two for us so uh yeah, let's get right into it, man. So April, we've been talking about April quite a bit as it is a huge month for boxing. Um, it, it seems like they crammed everything into one month here. I'm kind of afraid to see what we have to look forward to for the rest of the year, unless some of these guys decide to fight again. But uh, it's that kind of month, man. Um, we started off here with April the 9th. Uh, we, we started with uh, Triple G against uh, Ryota Morata. And we ended the night with Ryan Garcia versus Emmanuel Tago. In between, there were a few other fights that were happening the same night. We'll touch on all of them. But uh, let's let's start with what started off the month of April for us here, man. Triple G versus Murata in Japan. Uh, this was a really early, early morning fight. Um, but I think it was worth it. Uh, it was really good. IBF, WBA, uh, middleweight titles were on the line here. Both guys were up for a year. Um, what were your expectations going into this fight before we break it down? Well, like I talked to you the night before the fight and what I said, I think under 11 rounds, I think I said, uh, Triple G will stop him. It, you know, Murad is good. He's a respected fighter, but he's never been in there with the class of a Triple G. Mm-hmm. And uh, it went the way I expected, although... The first few rounds, Murata hurt him with those body shots. He, he he came to fight, man. Murata's no joke. It's just that when Triple G got comfortable, turned it up, he put the gas on it, and it was all over, right? But yeah, no, 100%. that's kind of how I felt. Yeah, I was excited, man, because you know Triple G is one of my favorite fighters, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm so happy to have him win. And uh, because now in September, if Canelo beats uh, Dimitri, which I think he will, they won't be fighting at 160. They're fighting at 168 at super middleweight. That means if Triple G does beat Canelo, he'll take all four of Canelo's belts. Plus the two Triple G has, he could possibly have six belts if oh, he wow. beats Canelo. It's a big if. Yeah. That's why they're fighting at 168. The last two fights are at 160. We're going 168 this time. Okay, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. like I said, both these guys were both, both of them had been out for a year. And it looked, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I was saying to you, I'm not sure if Ring Russ will be a factor in this fight or not. Early on, it looked like it was a factor. Or it was. was it, or was it him just, you know, finding his range and everything? But uh, Murata came out pretty fast in this fight. He, yeah. I think, I think outside of the first round, which I gave to Triple G, I think he took two, three, and four. In my opinion, he did. Um, You're right. He just outworked him. He just outworked him, and he, you know, I think he I think hurt he, him. He got him with some big body him. shots. No, oh, he geez. got him with some real big body shots, and that's his weakness, right? Um, that that concerns me going against Canelo because Canelo's power is triple of what Murata was putting out, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. So if that's the case, I, I'm afraid what well, those body shots can do to him. He's going to feel it, and he's going to have to have a game plan for that. So Yeah, I'm sure no, for sure. But uh, Triple G did take over in the fifth round, and uh, it was pretty evident going forward from the six onwards. Uh Hurt him pretty bad near the end of the eighth round. 
he came out in the ninth. He looked dazed, and he just basically finished him off in that ninth round. The corner threw in the towel. Referee kind of figured that was enough too. Uh, right, um, right, right. Decision by the corner. He was getting pummeled. No worth, no worth, not worth risking brain damage, right? No. And if you look at Murata, he didn't. He wasn't upset by it. It's almost like he kind of accepted it, and you know, he saw that was something that you know was the right call at the time. Um, it was a pretty yeah. exciting fight, you know. Like it was a good fight. Murata put up a good fight. Yeah. I mean, it was exciting, man. I watched it at six in the morning, and I was I was jacked after that. Yeah, I was like, no, same here. Same hundred percent. One thing I got about both guys, Triple G and Murata, mm -hmm. both guys are first class, such gentlemen. Triple G put the, his robe on him after. They were shaking hands. Like yeah. the Japanese people are known to be very classy, but both fighters, class personified, both of them. No, you know, and no I trash was, talk was fought. And then after that, they're buddies again. You know how it well, should be. Well, it was, it was kind of like uh, I was reading this quote from Tyson Fury today, and it, it kind of summarizes all of this, in my opinion. It's just like, you have to respect anybody who steps in that ring. Yes. Like, you and I are talking about it. Yeah, we probably, you know, hit the bag a few times here and there and trained and whatnot, but to actually go in and take a shot and, and you know, fight. You have to, no matter what level you're at, if you go in that ring and, and you put on a show, you deserve respect regardless. Yep. You know, and I and I, I love that for boxing, for the most part, ninety nine percent of everyone who competes in a boxing ring has that respect. Fortunately, it's that one percent to Tifimo Lopez's and you know guys like him. Sometimes Floyd Mayweather. Ah, uh, you know what? He's retired. I'm just thinking more of oh, you're talking out there now. You know, Tifimo Lopez. Um, he's, he's a piece of garbage, man. I, I hate to say that in strong words, but him and his dad, man. I, I think he would be better. Oh, cool. He would he would be better served if his dad wasn't in the picture. Yes, you know he 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 reminds me, and I'm not a huge basketball guy, but those mellow those those brothers. Oh, the Ball brothers. brothers. Yeah, yeah. His dad, Lavar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like you know that that dad reminds me of him. Mm -hmm. No, that's a fair you comparison. Know? Like, I don't know. I just I just something about him. I just can't put my finger on it. Like he's not gracious in defeat. He's not gracious in. Um, in, in victory, he's just, I don't know, man. He just he just rubs me the wrong way. Hey, yeah, enough negative talk. You know, Lopez is a great fighter. He's got all the talent in the world, but he's got to get rid of his dad. I know that's hard to do, though, right? But he has to. I mean, at the end of the day, if he wants to be successful, he has to walk away from him. And, you know, maybe his dad can be in his corner. Not every dad is meant to be a trainer. You know, like Sean Porter's dad is the exception. I think he's an amazing trainer. I think he has value and everything like that. So, well, Mayweather's dad's a good trainer, too. There's a few, yeah. but not many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a lot of the dads that do get involved, get involved for their own benefits, for their own gains, and you know, trying to kind of make a buck off their 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 offspring. As far as yeah. I see it, anyways. Yeah, I know you're right, dude. But hey, man, enough negative. Let's get to Ryan Garcia versus Emmanuel Tago. I was really looking to this fight, light lightweight fight for twelve rounds. Uh, it was in um, San Antonio, Texas, at the Alamo Dome, I believe it was. Yeah, Alamo Dome. Um, that was a card that also had the first. Um, the women flyweights had the the inaugural ring title there, which uh, Esperanza beat the Japanese uh, her her Japanese opponent for. Um, also on that fight, we had. Shane Mosley Jr. win his first title. Um, you know, but that just led right up where we are now with, with this fight that, that took place afterwards, the main event of the night. Um, first and foremost, I felt this fight 
could have been a lot more better. Uh, it takes two hands to clap. I'm saying this right off the bat, and you'll understand why. It takes two hands to clap. You can't clap with one hand. And I felt that Emmanuel was just staying on his back foot too much. He was um, he was not engaging. I don't feel that he brought the fight, which I feel that Ryan needed to kind of adjust for and change his game plan for. But I think the problem with Ryan was is he, he was trying too hard to get that knockout. I mean, he knocked him down in the second round. Mm-hmm. But then thereafter, all he tried to do was power shots. He wasn't using his jab at all. I don't know if this is just because he has a new trainer in Joe Goosen, the uh, Jay Leno of the boxing world, as I like to say, with his denim shirts. Um, but I just felt this reminded me a lot of Yoel Romero versus Israel Adesanya in that fight, where Romero wouldn't really open up or or give any looks to him for him to kind of engage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know. What do you think? Well, I thought to, Emmanuel was fighting on the ropes the whole night, man. It seemed like he was pressed against the ropes every time, right? Mm-hmm. I think he just went into survival mode. He wanted to, to survive, and uh, he didn't get knocked down the second round. But you know what? He hung around there. He was slippery. He's a little guy, the height difference. He's kind of sneaking around. And at the end of the day, this is a tune-up fight. Garcia, you know, was supposed to finish him. He dominated the whole fight. It wasn't even close. I don't even think to go one even one round, did he? I don't think so. No, no, he didn't win a single round at all. But and he, you know, he the, hung the in there and stayed alive. Yeah, but it's, that's not fun. I wasn't that impressed with Garcia, to be honest with you, dude. I thought he should have done better. I, I think he did as good as he could, considering what he was offered. You know, nothing against Garcia. His shots were crisp. He was hitting them. He was landing everything, but like I said, I think he was just going for the knockout. He wasn't, he wasn't using his technical abilities as bad, as well yeah. as he could have. Um, like a, but, but what is know, Garcia? 23, 24, and, and Triple D just went over to Japan in Buddy's backyard and knocked him down, put him out, and you couldn't put out this guy who's barely fought anybody credible, and you couldn't even finish him. Well, okay, you know what's what? Credit when Garcia fights fights a top guy. I don't know. Credit, uh, I know Garcia is not a knockout guy like a Triple G. I get that. But what I'm saying is he should have hammered this guy a little bit better, I felt. He dominated, but I thought it, it wasn't very – I don't know. Well, cre- credit credit to, 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 to Emmanuel Tago. Okay? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm wondering – you know, I haven't really looked at him since the fight, but I wonder what has more marks on him, his face or his back, from being on the ropes all night. Oh, he was on the ropes um, all night. Right. Uh, to go, like I said, he was just fighting on his back, but he wasn't really offering much. He wasn't giving too much to Ryan either. Uh, that no, being a good said, but, but that being said, like you said, um, you know, Triple G, yes, he knocked out Murata and whatnot, but Murata engaged him. Murata bought the fight. Oh, I hear you. Whereas Emmanuel, you could count. Like I can tell you right now, his best shots, the best two shots he had were in the seventh and the eighth round where he tagged him. Yeah, he did. Right, and that's unfortunate. Where you, where I can sit here and tell you the exact shots that he made. I know. Right. That being said, Ryan should have done better. You're right. He, he had yeah. every opportunity in the world. Of course, he had every you know shot at it, and he couldn't get. Guy was on the ropes the whole night. He got to finish him. Right, but that's a testament to this guy as well. How good is yeah. this little guy's chin, man? I mean, he's you know, a, hey, Emmanuel's got a heart of gold, man. He's a he's a warrior. Yeah, no, for sure. So the biggest questions coming out of this was, you know. Did he show any ring rust after 15 months out of the ring? I don't think he did. I just don't think he had any finish. I don't know if that was just him trying too hard to get the knockout for the crowd, or was it him just getting used to Joe Goosen's style of fighting 
opposed to Eddie Renato's style. I think did it's a combination. See, of did you see much difference in his style this time around? Did you notice I didn't anything? Really notice much difference, to be honest. Yeah, nor did I. And keep in mind, he was coming off surgery off his right hand as well. Yeah. So um, it didn't look it didn't look like it it was affecting him too much. I because I mean that right hand was working, his left hand was working. But like I said, mm. he was just working power shots. He was just going for that knockout, going for that knockout, left, right, hooks, uppercuts, what have you. But that jab, man, you needed to utilize his jab, in my opinion. I thought so. Right. If he kept working the jab, he would soften them all up, and I guarantee you would have knocked him out in the ninth or tenth round. I mean, the fact that he he stood with him for for the whole thing like that, you know, just kind of, yeah, you're right. It raises questions. It raises questions on where is he going to go and who's he, you know, who's next for him. Um, the talk is, you know, Javante, Tank, Tank, right? But he's he's got to fight baby baby face Romero. Um, coming up in May, so that's going to be an interesting fight. But what I see from Garcia and what I seen Tank fight last, I think Tank's going to take him. I mean, anything well, can happen to fight, but my money would be on Tank. Yeah. If I was a betting man, which I am, I would want my money on Tank. But, at this point, I would have to I would have to agree with you just based on his performance that night. But then again, I want to see what uh, Tank does against Romero, because I really feel this is probably going to be the first, if not second, you know, big, real test for him. Yeah. Right. Romero's no joke either. No, Romero no can fight, right? Um, I just wish he wouldn't talk. <laughs> yeah. You know, neither of those guys should talk, in my opinion. Uh, they're just not really good talkers. No, that's for sure. But it was a great weekend of fights, though. Like I said, my boy Triple G uh, got the win, and I was, I was telling you on the phone, I hope he stops him. Yeah, yeah. Him. And that way he gets Canelo, and all Canelo Sutters win, and we got that super fight. Trilogy part three at 168 for all of Canelo's belts plus two of Triple G- G's. I mean, I can't wait. That's a really sick fight. Again, I'm, I'm only. Concerned. I'll be there, by the way. If it's in Vegas, I'll be there. Well, you know what? Maybe I'll be there too. Yeah, I, I, I'd like you to come too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong. Even though I'm a major Triple G fan, Canelo is the favorite in this fight just because of the age. And it's been five years since their first fight. So Canelo will be the betting favorite. So I, I think people are, are looking past Bivol here, man. I I, I really uh, do. Not you, not you per se. I'm just saying in general, like it, it's already you know assumed that Canelo is going to win. Canelo is going to win. Okay, I get that. I get that a hundred percent. But you know what? I guess when he fought um, Andre the first time he fought at 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 that weight, mm-hmm. um, who who did he fight? Alex um, Kovalev. Kovalev. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, when he fought him, he destroyed him, right? He like you know. So, he, but but he, Kovalev was coming on. He wasn't that sharp at that point in his. No, career. and he was getting older too, right? So I don't think I don't think that it's a fair gauge of the talent of that division. That's true, right? So, and I I really feel all the pressure it's on Canelo. Absolutely, it is. He's a favorite. Right? He's got to perform. But I think people are sleeping on Dimitri Bivol. I really do. He's got height, you know. Um, if he stays on the outside and then he fights from the outside using his size advantage and whatnot, I, I think it can he could potentially upset Canelo. I'm not a betting I'm not a betting guy, but if I were to put a hundred dollars down, I'd put it on Dimitri. You would? Yeah, I think so. I just have a it's a gut feeling, and usually my gut's wrong. So Anyone listening, please don't take my... I'm just glad to let Dimitri fight because he is Russian for people that don't know. So the fight is going on, which is good. 
Well, I think a lot of Russian fighters have been fighting. We saw that in the UFC. Peter Yan fought this past weekend as well, so he's Russian. Um, so. And don't forget, uh, Dmitry's undefeated, right? And Canelo only got that one loss to Mayweather. He's got the one t- uh, one draw with Triple G, so he, Canelo could be the first person to give Dmitry Bivol a loss. Yeah, well, no, that's that's the thing as well, right? I mean, this is a, here. There's a lot of things. I mean, Triple G's done his part. Canelo has to do his to make that fight. If, yeah. if he doesn't win, then that fight's kind of pointless, anyways. We might see Triple G versus Bivol, man. If this, who knows, right? Hmm, I don't know. Triple G's got one or two more big, big money fights left in him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's forty now, right? So, no, for sure. Also, uh, so just a quick, let's touch quick. Eh, pardon me. Let's quickly touch on the other fights that happened that night as well. Over on top rank, Michaela Mayer, uh, she defended her IBF and W WBO uh, super featherweight titles. Uh, she got cut in the first round. Um, but she drew blood herself with a straight left hook to uh, to the nose, and she she basically won her fight there. Also that night we had Sebastian Fandora versus uh, Erickson Lubin. Uh, both got knocked down in this fight. Uh, Fandora got Fandora got knocked down in the seventh round with a huge left hook. Lubin Le, uh, got knocked in the second. Um, but you know what? After that seventh round, he came back, and Fandora just came back and dominated in the ninth. And uh, the corner again, another corner stoppage here for this guy. Uh, back and forth fight, uppercut. The uppercuts were working for him really well. So, you know, this is pretty good. This lines him up now. Fandora, this lines him up for the winner of Jermel Charlo versus Brian Castano. That'll be a good fight too, by the way. Yeah. So the winner of that that that's going to set up the. Um, that, that fight's happening on May 14th as well. So May's kind of looking kind of cool too now, if you think about it. You got the Charlo fight here on that night as well, which is kind of interesting. I don't know if you're going to watch this or not, but Mr. Floyd Mayweather returns to the ring on May the 14th in Saudi Arabia atop of a hotel. Is he still fighting Dangerous Dan? It's got to be a prank. He's got to be fighting somebody else, right? Dangerous Dan Moore, undefeated, 18-0, and 0, last fought in 2016. Now, everyone he's fought, though, from my understanding, had a losing record. So this guy has never fought anyone of consequence. or. Anything. Why would the people from Saudi Arabia even want to see this fight? Oh, the same reason people want to see Shawn Michaels fight. The same That's reason... different, though. Mike no, 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 I get is it. A legend. This Dan Moore guy is a nobody in the yeah, grand but... scheme. Right. In the grand scheme of things, he's a nobody, but the name is Floyd Mayweather. No, I get it. But that's like right. Shawn Michaels coming back. No no disrespect, but that's like Shawn Michaels coming back to wrestle Danny Deeds. Like, come on, man. I love <laughs> Shawn Michaels. One of my heroes. But, like, you, you want to see, hey, if Floyd came back and boxed against, like, um, De La Hoya or Mosley, you could say, okay, fine, former champ. These guys are legit. But Dan Moore, nobody's heard of this guy besides his family. I mean, no, I agree, I'm not man. Trying to be rude to Dan, but like, no, come on. You no, know, you're not. You're not being rude to Dan at all. But this is just the style of. And it was gonna be, yeah, this no, is, and I don't. This is the style of Floyd. Floyd yep. avoids everybody. Yeah, and I don't right. knock Mayweather for making big money. I get it. He's 45, 46, but come on, dude. Yeah, but even in retirement, you would think, okay, why don't I fight uh, Roy Jones in an exhibition? Why mm-hmm. don't I fight, uh, like you said, a Bernard Hopkins, an Andre Ward? These guys are all retired. I know it's an exhibition, right? So, are you afraid of getting hurt? Are you afraid of getting punched? I know. Are, are, are you just trying to make yourself look better than everyone else? I mean, if anything, 
the time for you to have shown your dominance was against Logan Paul. And you basically, and you played with your food. Yeah. You just played with him. You know what I mean? It's just like, show me, show me why you're Floyd Mayweather. Here's your opportunity. You could have shut up one of the Paul brothers. Right. And he did it. He looked weak in that fight. He took a shot in that fight. There's no way for as great as you think you are. There's no way in fucking hell that you should be taking a shot from Logan Paul or any YouTuber. No. Right? No. Hey, so speaking of uh, speaking of uh, superstar fights, I don't know if it's true or not. It's a rumor that I've seen on one of those Manny Pacquiao fans. It could be all bullcrap. But supposedly Pacquiao is going to fight Conor McGregor in a boxing fight here, man. No, that was actually supposed to happen last year. Yeah, but it's going was... he fought Ugas instead because he got that Spence fight. Yeah. But you know what? If that happens, Pacquiao will whoop his ass a lot better than Mayweather did because Pacquiao is a little more savage and May- McGregor is going to go down. Well, here's the way I look at it this way. From from a boxing perspective, Floyd tried to kick the shit out of Connor as well. Yeah. He tried with him a little bit, I think, to get the fans a show. No, no, I get that completely, right? And, you know, Connor, Connor did well for himself in that he fight. Did. And, I, I mean, he, he is a boxer first. I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, this was supposed to happen when he was trying to figure out if he was going to fight Dustin for the third time or not. It was either going to yeah. go back to the UFC or he was going to fight against Manny. And they came really, really close to it and closing the deal. So I don't know if that's being revisited again or whatnot, because, I mean, Connor is probably going to be ready to go by July, August. I don't know. If, if that fight happens, you, you know I don't miss a Pacquiao fight. I'll be there. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And you know, but I, I hope I, it I, happens. I don't know if it will, but it'll be I, cool. It'll be a big money fight. Okay, for, for a Pacquiao fan like yourself, I can appreciate that. I personally think it, it's a pointless thing for Pacquiao. I don't think it benefits him. He's got nothing to gain by it. No, there's nothing. There's nothing there for him. If anything, it's just, you know, even for McGregor, there's nothing there. I mean, well, McGregor can say, hey, I beat one of the greatest fighters ever. That's the feather in his cap, right? Yeah, but I mean, is it an exhibition? McGregor's got nothing to lose. He's going to get paid a lot of money. And if Pacquiao knocks him out and say, oh, well, I lost one of the greatest fighters ever. And if he does somehow put Pacquiao down, then Pacquiao looks like a chump. So McGregor has nothing to lose, really. Well, the only thing that would concern me is that 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 uh, Connor has way much more power than Pacquiao does. I don't know about that, man. I do. I think so. I mean, not speed, not technique. I'm not gonna. I, I'm, I, I think. I think he he outshines them in those categories. But I think Connor probably has a little bit more, a little oomph on his punch. I don't think so, dude. Not a not a boxing punch because I mean, if he can't hurt Mayweather, he's not hurting. He's not hurting Manny. Manny's been in absolute wars. I don't think he's gonna hurt Manny. Manny was sitting there with you guys and took major shots, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll sting. I don't don't think he can put Manny down. I'm not saying he's going to put Manny down, but I think he can hold him at bay with his power. He may do it to Floyd. I don't think he's going to do it to Manny. Manny's aggressive as fuck in there, dude. Yeah. Like I said, if that fight happens, we'll go back and listen to this dialogue. And, and, you know, I'm sure you're right. But um, anything can happen. Yeah, yeah. So this weekend, we got uh, Ugas. Against Errol Spence, finally, here we go. April the 16th from AT&T Stadium in Texas. I mean, just uh, had WrestleMania there. How spoiled are these people, man? These guys are lucky, eh? Oh, man. I wish I lived out there. Um, I think I'd rather move to Vegas. Yeah, if I was going to move to America, I'd go to Vegas. It's like one of the boxing fights. Yeah, yeah. No, 100%. But um, here we are. Here we are. We're fight week. Uh, 
I'm really looking forward to this. This is so going to be a really, really interesting fight. Uh, I don't think you sleep on Ugas on this. I don't think he wins, but I don't think I'd be surprised if he walked out of there as well as uh, the winner. You think Spence can stop him? It all depends on which Ugas comes. Pre-Pacquiao or post-Pacquiao Ugas. That's the way I like yeah. to call him. Um, you know, he basically fought one style before he fought Pacquiao, which was a very aggressive and body attacking, not too much boxing from the outside, um, mainly just straight, you know, strength and power. That's the way he fought before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where, whereas when, when, and his footwork wasn't really there either in his other fights. Enter Manny Pacquiao. I don't know if Pacquiao was expecting this from him or not, but, uh, you know, he started fighting from the outside. His boxing started to tighten up. His footwork started to show up a little bit more. He was working his jab a bit more. Uh, you know, he was working his jab, his range and distance a lot more, which I think put Manny out, you know, out of sorts. But granted, Manny also was dealing with a leg injury at that time, which he never said. He never mentioned it once. All of it came out from other third-party sources. To this day, I've not heard Manny say a word about his legs not working or, or him mm. not doing well. So, um, he was a smart fighter, and he had a good game plan for that fight too, right? I mean, if if Ugas comes out fighting the way he did against Pacquiao, I think that's going to challenge him more. If he fights old school, that flat fits right into the way that that uh, Errol yeah. likes to fight. Yeah. So big. No respect for you guys. He's a four to one underdog in this fight. So that means they're basically saying Spence should mop the floor with him. That doesn't always happen as Cambosa was a 12 to one underdog, but um, the, the heavy favorite is Spence here. I mean, I think you guys can win a decision, but I am rooting for him. But, uh, you know, Spence is, uh, this is your time. If Spence can win, then we get that super fight. Spence versus Crawford, hopefully one day. Yeah, that's the thing. That's what that bothers me about this. I, I want Ugas to win only for the fact that then I know for sure. They'll fight, bud. He'll fight Bud, right? Like I don't know how long Terrence or, or sorry Earl Earl's gonna keep ducking him. I mean that's the fight to make. That's the fight that should be happening at the end of this year, one way or the other. I think Bud gets. I don't know when Bud's fighting next, but his next fight should be this unification. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know why they keep avoiding each other, man. They gotta fight now. They're in their primes, you know. Well, I mean, Terrence is a free agent. I think he's going the route of Canelo by where he just represents himself and uh, he, he goes to the networks to see who's who, right? I mean, it works for him. Let's not forget, uh, Crawford's 34. Uh, Spence is 32. So these guys aren't getting any younger. Their prime is only a few more years here. They got to get it going. Well, it makes me wonder how much Spence has left in him too. I mean, kid, kid was thrown from a car. His eyes all fucked up. Yeah. You know, you like, guys I mean, got target that eye. He probably will be. Would you, would, would you, if you know if a guy's got an injury, would you call that unsportsmanship if you're going for it? Nope. That's part of the fight game. You got to exploit it. You, you got to exploit the injury, right? If you got a bad shoulder or, you know, whatever it's going to be, bad chin, you got to go for it, right? Bad ribs, you got to hit it. But do you think Earl is going to be really tentative and kind of guarding that eye a lot, which will probably open up his body a lot more too, then, right? I would assume so. I'm kind of thinking that. Um, Crawford's undefeated too. I mean, the thing is, is like he Crawford's 34. So yeah. it's like Earl too. So it's kind of like this got to happen next year or so, but it's going to be too late. Out of the two though, who do you think has the better fight 
um, record in terms of guys fought. I think Crawford. Yeah. Same yeah, here. you know, he's, he, he's beat, um, you know, he's beat Kel Brook. He's beat Amir yeah. Khan, Sean Porter. He knocked, yeah. he knocked Porter, Kel Brook. I uh, knocked on Amir Khan, Jeff Horn, you know. I mean, yeah. Every body's knocked out pretty much, dude. No, 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 that's fair play, man. He's, he's, he's run the gambit. Um, so, yeah, we got that fight coming up here. Uh, predictions? I'm going to take Ugas' decision. You think we got decision? Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Spence is the favorite, and he should be the favorite. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, what, are you, what are you saying? Well, I, I think my, my heart's with Ugas. I want to see him win just because of uh, what he's been able to accomplish so far. But uh, before I make my prediction, here's something really interesting. So Ugas, every big fight that he's had, he's had on short notice. Packed yes. down fight. Um, a couple other fights before that, big names that he fought before that, the Porter fight. Which he lost, but a lot of people thought he won. It was close. It was Actually, a close fight. Just watched that fight a few weeks ago. Yeah. So yeah. the the point is, of all the big fights that he's had, they were all on short notice. And outside of the Porter one, which he lost and should have won, he's basically won every one of them. So this mm-hmm. is the first big fight that he's having where he has a full cap, and the guy he's fighting has a full cap. That's so a that good being, point. So so that being said. It ups the ante for Ugas, or would he be overtrained by that point? You know what I mean? Like this is these are the questions that I'm fighting with in my head in terms of trying to determine who's going to win this. Like you know, the short notice, you don't know what to expect from the guy. You have no idea where he's going to come from or what's his style going to be, so you're not prepared fully. But both guys have a full camp under their belts now. So that being said, um, my heart is Ugas, but I think Spence will end the fight in the tenth round. I wouldn't be surprised, dude. You know what I mean? I think you guys by decision, but you could be right, dude. I don't think it's going to be a That's knockout. A yeah, I don't think it's going to be a knockout. I think he's just going to basically, I think Ugas is going to come out really strong. I think he's going to try to target the eye. He's going to try to target whatever he can. Um, if he's going to end the fight, it's got to be in the first five rounds, I feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, because by that point, I think you're looking at a Triple G situation where he's going to find his way. He's going yeah, to start absolutely. to find his range. He's going to start, you know, picking his shots. And if he gets Ugas on his back foot and, you know, back to his old style of fighting, I think this thing ends in a TKO in the 10th round. I can't argue that, man. Yeah, the longer this fight goes, the better for Spence. Absolutely. Once he gets his groove and gets going, like you said, it'll be like a triple G and you're going to be in major, major trouble. You got to get this guy. He's got to dominate the first few, the first five, six rounds to have a chance to Ugas. Yeah, yeah. Catch him with a big shot. Punch that eye. You know what I yeah. mean? Hit that eye. Yeah, yeah, no. Which I'm assuming you guys will be targeting. Yeah, that's the interesting but thing. I'm Spence's trying to... camp says his eyes 100. percent He's as good as it ever was. Who knows if that's true? We'll find out in a few days. Yeah, no, we'll totally find out in a few days. Here, we're getting uh, pretty close to it. Today is Tuesday, so we should start seeing some of the media pieces coming forward now. Uh, final press conference will be Thursday, with the weigh-ins on Friday and the fun. fight on Saturday. So. That being said, brother, um, that's basically the week in boxing. Uh, we will we'll we'll come back and we'll talk about this fight in detail, and then uh, we'll look forward to what's coming up next, which will oh, probably be that, the Tyson Fury versus Dillian White fight. Uh, that's they're the expecting next one. ninety thousand people at Wembley Stadium for this. Ninety four thousand. That's insane. That's awesome. That'll be the biggest boxing fight ever, as far as indoor yeah. attendance. Or sorry. Uh, 
Wembley. I think it's open roof or does it have a roof? Sorry, yeah, I mean like for like attendance. Yeah, yeah, no. We're, we're talking WrestleMania three numbers here, man. Bigger. Bigger, right? I mean, I think I think SummerSlam at Wembley, they had 80, what was it? 80,000 people? Something like that. 78 to 80. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the Brits come out, man. I've been a part well, of some, I've been a part of some of those big crowds in Britain and England, so it's it's phenomenal. It's when you're a part of a crowd that big, I'd love to be at this fight. Yeah, it'd be really fun. I would love to get out there if I can. Um, I have a lot of family out that way, so it'd be fun to go visit everyone as well and uh, kind of show you London Town, man. My home away. Plus, see, home. plus see my plus see my Manchester United while I'm out there if the time's up. Ah, uh, if it times out well, you can probably plan it all out, man. Get up to Old Trafford and. Uh, yeah, maybe that's a trip that we make at some point here. Let's see. You know, what, before we shut this down, you think Tyson, Tyson Fury and Canelo are the two biggest stars in boxing? It's not even close. Tyson Fury and who, sorry? And Canelo. Uh, yeah, and I'd probably, if I had to pick a side, I'd probably go Fury. Oh, me too, because he's entertaining as hell, man. He's entertaining as hell, and you know what? He's like a modern-day LV, in my opinion. Not, don't get me wrong, please, anybody. When I say he's like a modern-day LV, He's one of the few fighters left that backs up everything he says before a fight. Yeah, and his fights are always exciting, man. Somebody's yeah. going down. Well, this is going to be an interesting fight. I mean, okay, so the question remains now, will Dillian show up to any more press conferences? He hasn't shown his face at all yet. So he's trying to play mind games, I think. But once you get in that ring, buddy, there's nowhere to go. Yeah, but here's the only knock I have on Dillian, you know. Um, the fact that he got knocked out in his last fight against, was it Pulev? Yeah. Yeah, right? Pulev knocked him out. You know, that for me is just like takes the shine right off. Mm-hmm. Like he dominated that fight and he just got caught with one nice shot on the chin and that was it. Yeah. Yes, he came back and he avenged that loss, but Tyson's gotten stronger. Tyson has more power. Yeah. Right? I mean, when he came back from, from his first Deontay fight to the third fight, it's like a video game. If you can picture him, like you go with your boxer and you go to the gym and you train him to build up your attributes. Mm-hmm. This guy's attributes are jacked right now, in my opinion. I don't think there's anyone stronger or or more powerful than he is no. right now in boxing. No, no, no. no. He's yeah, I totally agree. He's the he's the king of boxing right now, man. People love him. He's entertaining. He's got a great personality. He's a great guy. He's he's got everything you want and. uh it's just too bad he's fighting Dillian White. He should be fighting Joshua or Yusuf. Well, I mean, unfortunately, that fight with, with the world situation. And the well, I know Yusuf's back world. training. This, that's going down, no, maybe. You know, no, that's going down. They're talking July for that. July or August is my understanding. Uh, so whoever wins that fight needs to fight Fury next, man. Well, I really think that Joshua will retain. You think he's going to beat him? I think so. Maybe. Because I hope Yusuf wins. Just for the simple fact, I don't want to see Joshua Usyk three. I want to see Fury fight one of these guys. I I, I really feel that Joshua should have won the last fight, but he fought in a very he fought a style of fight that wasn't indicative of him. He was trying to fight yeah. his fight. That's a couple times Joshua's done that. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, and the two times he's done it, he's lost the fucking title. Yeah. Right? He I'll tell you right now, Fury. if he ever fights Fury, Fury's going to knock him out. I, I don't think anyone can stand in front of Fury. But that being said, though, any given night, I mean, Oscar Wilde cut him up pretty deep, man. Yeah. 
Yeah. Fury's undefeated though too. Right? He's never lost. He's only had that one draw with Wilder, so he's he's an unreal. No, no, no. He's had an unreal uh, talent. He took out the most powerful puncher in the world. Um, you know, he he did finish his career. Close. Pretty right? much finished his career. Yeah, he's pretty much done. I I, I think Derek Chisora is kind of calling him out, saying, "Hey, why don't you fight me now?" I know he already beat him in 2014. Yeah, but you know it'd be a good fight now. Like I think uh, you know, eight years ago, no. I I, I want to see him do Usyk and Fury, one of those guys. After I clean up the whole division. There's nobody left for him. No, Deontay, I'm talking about. Oh, Deontay. Oh, okay, that'd be a good fight. I thought you meant... Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. You confused me. No, no, no. I know he already beat up Chisora. But but what I'm saying is that Derek Chisora is calling, as, you know, reaching out to Deontay yeah, Wilder. that'd be a good fight. That'd right? be cool. And, and saying to him, like, hey, why don't we go? I think, I think the best fights for Deontay right now would either be an Andy Ruiz. I'd like to see that fight. That'd be good. I think that'd be a good fight for Deontay because he could probably knock him out in one round. Or maybe if Joshua loses to Usyk, then we could see Wilder and Joshua. Wilder and Joshua is the other thing that I was going to call out there as well. And Derek Chisora would be another fun fight as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a journeyman, so that'd be a fun fight. I, I, I think anyone that fights Wilder next needs to, needs to allow Wilder to shine. Yeah. Right? And be uh, damn careful because he's going to be hungry, man. He's going to go for that knockout. He just got embarrassed. But he's but gonna... I think he's been fully exposed too. Now the 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 code is out on how to fight this guy, man. Mm-hmm. Up, up, up down, down. No, no. All you do is up, up, down, down, left, left, right, right. A, B, A, B, punch. Yeah. <laughs> right? The formula is out on this guy. I, I don't know. He might be best served just not coming back. He's considering not coming back. He, he I think he's on the fence, but... Do you want to go? Come, what's he come back for? I don't. I don't see him beating Fury ever again. No, he'll, Fury'll um, never. There's no need to fight him. Fury's beat him twice. Right. I mean, it makes it easier for guys like like Joshua and stuff to fight him now because they know the code. Mm. They know how to fight this guy. Before everyone was so scared of that right hand, like he walked everyone down. He was a bully in the ring, right? Oh, yeah. Tyson exposed him. So I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, what are you going to do with him? Yeah. I, he might be best served. Like that's why I said, fight a guy like Andrew Ruiz who has a horrible chin. And see what you can do with that. Yeah. Like you knock him out flush, no problem. But yeah. then again, Ruiz, those short little punches and the short little rabbit jabs. Joshua down, so you never know. Yeah. But I think no one really knew who Andrew Ruiz was up until that point, right? Not really, no. So him coming back and now people know what to expect. I mean, he's got those little rabbit punches. He's like a, you know. For a big man, he he's very fast. He but is very fast for but, big. But but he has no chin. No, that'd be a good fight. I wouldn't mind seeing that. And he hasn't fought in almost a year himself now. Ruiz, right? no, I seen him training the other day. I seen some training videos of him, so he's in there training. So he's gonna have something coming up. Well, he's got a lot. He's got a lot of time now with that uh, Renoso now too, right? So Eddie Renoso mm-hmm. as his trainer. So I mean. I'm kind of curious to see what that next fight's going to look like for him as well. The world is opening up, man. There's no excuses. All these fights should be happening. Totally agree, man. And we got a couple of big fights coming up here in April and May, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. It's just 100%. getting started right now. No, for sure, man. Well, on that note, I will like to take leave and uh, carry on with the rest of the day here. So that being said, I want to say thank you to everybody for listening to us, for leading us into the years. Um, I know you guys have a lot of opportunities and choices for, for your entertainment. And so thank you for that. Thank you for joining us. Um, Chance, you got anything? 
in the words of the great ACDC, for those who listen to the podcast, we salute you. Awesome, brother. All right, we'll be back with a wrestling podcast later this week just to kind of touch up on the weekly activity of professional wrestling, both worldwide and locally. Um, so stay tuned for that. Uh, we will also be back with another boxing shot here, uh, reviewing the Ugas Earl Spence fight and looking forward to the upcoming fights that are coming. So that being said, I am Bobby Sampson. He is Chance Michaels. We want to say thank you and good night. Be safe, everybody, and be humble. Have a great night.